it reaches back to René Descartes. He noticed how many of the ideas and doctrines that had been taken for granted actually rest on shaky ground. If you take a closer look at what is regarded as established, you find that everything has been doubted or disputed at one time or another. So where do we go from here? Mel, can we start with his character Descartes, and perhaps you can tell us who he was. Well, Descartes was a quite amazing polymath in the 17th century. He was a, a scientist who was involved in optics and cosmology. He was a mathematician and also a profound philosopher. Um, he was a practicing Catholic. And what troubled him particularly was the fact that scepticism, he felt, was eating away at everything one could know for certain and eating away at faith. So he was determined as his principle to try and establish what he could know clearly and certainly and what was immune from the attack of scepticism. Thanks very much. And so he did that by undertaking a series of meditations including one at which he arrived at a pivotal conclusion for philosophy. Can you tell us about that and, and what he um, derived as a result? Oh, he did. I mean, he took the sceptical bull by the horns and decided to use scepticism to whittle away everything about which he could have any possible doubt. So because he knew that our senses can sometimes be fooled, we see a stick in water, it appears bent, we know it's really straight, or we may be dreaming when we think we're awake or vice versa, he decided to cut away everything that our senses could tell us to try and arrive at something that he could know with absolute certainty and could not question and could not doubt. He came to the conclusion, the probably most famous conclusion in the whole history of philosophy, I think, therefore I am, because as soon as you try and doubt your own thinking, you are thinking. So that is the one thing that was totally immune from doubt. Um, and that really was important because it became the starting point for his basic building up of what he felt he could know for certain, and therefore a whole new trend in philosophy. It's a very neat trick to kind of turn scepticism on itself to arrive at something that seems firm. Now, this, this cogito, as it's also called, has become very central in the modern world for the discussion of knowledge and certainty. So why is that? Well, I think what he did is particularly to get rid of any sense of accepting authority or only accepting particular interpretations of Aristotle or things that have gone before. What he wanted to do is cut everything away and start from what he could see clearly and precisely and build it up from there. There are problems with that, um, one of which is that he quickly says that he has a very clear and distinct idea that there is a God who is perfect. And then he says, well, would such a God ever deceive me? Well, no, if he wouldn't deceive me, perhaps all the other things that I know actually are uh, certain as well. And so he, there is a certain circularity in his argument. But nevertheless, what he's trying to do is build up from scratch how we can know anything. And that is uh, really what the starting point of modern philosophy is. It's actually not simply taking authority. It's getting down rationally to find clear and distinct ideas. And that comes up not just with Descartes, but with many philosophers that followed him. And of course, what Descartes does do is set up a whole conversation um, that has been going since his time. He didn't settle the issue, although he had some very interesting ideas. And John, perhaps you can take us into the next step. And I wonder whether it might be helpful just to say how Descartes' ideas fed into two broad strands in the philosophy of knowledge, and that being empiricism and rationalism. So can you just perhaps say to us what uh, these two elements are? Yeah, sure. Um, obviously, a fundamental question in epistemology is the source of our knowledge. Where does it come from? And, and these two ideas of empiricism and rationalism really have different answers to that, that question. 
if we start with empiricism, and, and this word has nothing to do with empire, it's to do with um, our knowledge coming from the senses. Um, our knowledge is empirical, it comes ultimately from our sense of touch and taste and smell and so forth. Um, it's the senses which provide the mind with its mental content, what the philosopher Locke would later term ideas. Um, prior to this input from the senses, uh, the mind is empty, a blank slate. Rationalism, on the other hand, locates the source of knowledge in our minds, and in particular in our faculty of reason. Um, I mean, Descartes is, is generally considered to be a rationalist, and for him, the senses were an unreliable source of knowledge. And we find the true nature of things in the mind, whether that's ourselves as a thing that thinks, or material objects, extended things, things which occupy space. We find knowledge through the reason, not sensory experience. So we have this distinction, this, uh, this debate begins between the more empirical approach and the